Welcome, podcasters. You are listening to another episode of Tell Me Why, a resource for athletes, coaches, and parents in sport. Co-hosted by Dr. Jenny Christerna and U.S. Speed Skating Hall of Fame inductee Patrick Wentland. This podcast is developed as a resource for athletes, parents, coaches, and referees looking to improve player development and performance. Conversations and opinions expressed on the show are not intended as medical or clinical advice. Hello, today we are discussing passion and what it takes to become one of the best of the best athletes. We're really in our podcast series, really hoping to bring you the means and methods of what it takes to be the best of the best. Everybody says they want to get there. Everybody's wants to be there. Who's willing to do the work to get there? Jenny, I'm glad to have you along today again, discussing passion. I know this is a huge one for me and I know you've got it in your sport and work career as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're partners in crimes with this. This is our second podcast. So, you know, I think we can both safely say we bring different angles and views to passion and, and how to use it, one, and why it's so important. So I, I'm I'm sitting here, you know, you could see me with the video, like, wringing my hands because I'm excited right now. Good. Good. Yeah. You know, this really what we've come up with, six different character traits of great athletes, what great athletes have in common and really something for our listeners out there really to understand, okay, if I want to be great, do I have these things? If not, how do I get them? How do I help develop these, these character traits? And I thought we'd start with passion. This may take us one or two different sessions to really cover this one. Cause to me, it's, it's really one of the biggest, most important passion to me. It's, it's what it's what makes you relentless towards your goal. It's really what makes you strive, keeps going, gets you out of bed in the morning. You said it earlier. It's like the gas in your tank that that you use to drive you forward when you want to give up. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? And it's, and it's part of, you know, and that thing that we all have to have that keeps us going and gives us meaning and purpose when we get frustrated, right? But I think the biggest thing for those athletes and coaches and, and parents and, and just people in general in every area of your, your life, it's part of that metal, the M-E-T-T-L-E, right? It's, it gives you that mindset. So regardless of whatever sport you're in, it's when you're the Michael Jordan, get cut from your basketball team and you keep going and, and, and you continue the sport anyway. So, you know, for people who are listening to your point, the six things that we're going to share with them today, it's so important that they really just pull up a chair, get some dedicated time to sit down and listen and, and have a pen and paper because, or their phone, because it, this is, this is like gold. You know, a lot of times people don't realize that this is exactly what I need to do. Like there's a formula to some things. And then there are things you can tweak within that formula and there's some things that need to stay the same. Passion, the fact that there are actually things that they can, I, we can help them identify so they can work on developing so they can stay excited about the game and about the sport, even when they're tired. This is, this is a big deal, you know? So I encourage everybody, if you're, when you're listening, get, you know, get something to, to jot some notes down because this is going to be good stuff. 
Yeah, great. And, you know, to, to jump on that, to let everybody else know, too, we're getting this information from what we've learned between the two of us, you and I, we have worked with multiple Olympic and world champion athletes and, and watched their traits and really kind of studied what they do, why they do what they do and how, how it helps them get to the points they've gotten. One, one thing you just brought up in there was uh, just about daily life. This is this not just sports. For me, it's, it's something that, you know, everybody discovers, whether it's in a relationship or in their job or in a sport or, or something that they do, that animals or activities, you find that passion, you discover it somehow. And it's, it's just, in, in my mind, it's, it's easily explained as something you can't put out of your mind, something that you just have to keep striving for and doing and doing, and everything else is, is non or less important that everything else in your life is non or less important. Absolutely. So whether it's being an athlete, whether it's being a coach, a ref, being a parent, right? Being an employee, being a business owner, you have to have something that, yeah, we know you have other parts of your life, but when you're really passionate about something, that's really all you think about. So if you have kids and you're passionate about your business or if you're an athlete and you're passionate about your family, they can coexist, but it's one of those things where just because you have to have focus somewhere else doesn't mean that you don't have this desire, you know, and, and for example, sports and, and the other area. But, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where I tell folks, know what you love to do and try to stick to that. Try to follow that all the way through. Sometimes we can't, you know, follow it all the way through for, because life can be hard. But when you can, follow that all the way through. And that way, if it doesn't work out for you, you know you gave it everything you get. And you might find a way to sublimate that or channel that into something else, which may be quite quite new, quite, quite. what's the word that I'm looking for? A surprise. What's, what's that word? Can your, help your me passion? out? Your passion? I mean, I mean your, your, your purpose, your purpose more. Right. It, might, it might look like something different. That kind of passion will give birth to something different, but more aligned with what you want to do. You know, so. Yeah. And you brought up something too about, you know, because as a parent, you, you know, you see your kids or yourself and this is part of like wh why one of the things I brought up this, this topic was as a parent, if you see your kids discover their passion and, and you'll know it, they'll know it. You, it's all they talk about. I, I have a daughter that discovered horse jumping it, you know, and it was all her conversations revolved around and she, she's learn how to train horses, work with horses, jump horses. She's on a collegiate team. She's studying horse sciences, equestrian sciences. My other daughter went in the route of, of movie production and she, it's like, it's her life. And, and as a parent, you do anything you can to support that kid with passion. And they're also easier to raise, to form, to mold is when you have your child that's dedicated. And so I know for my parents, like when I was struggling in school or didn't need to do chores around the house. They're like, oh, we're taking your sports equipment away. We're taking your skates away, whatever it was until you get this done. I'm like, all right, I'll go, I'll go do it. Now there's my, there's my motivation. But, uh, for me, raising, raising two daughters who were passionate about things, it's so much easier to help form their attitudes, their, their abilities and their, their growth and, and development. Yeah. I mean, because now you can actually leverage the parenting skills that we 
teach, you know, parents a timeout or, you know, punishment. We're going to take this away from you. Right. So now here is the, here's the motivator. It's like, I really love that. I don't want to lose that thing. So let me do the things that I'm supposed to do. Let me do the things I'm going to have to do anyway. So I might as well just do it. And I tell parents and even with, you know, my kids, you know, we have a 13 year old right now and it's just like, he likes soccer, but I tell parents and coaches, I'm like, if a kid starts out liking something and you make it not fun anymore, right? And you take that away and you see that passion just fizzle out, then you've done the one of, I don't want to call it, you know, you've broken a cardinal rule, but, you know, good luck with that kid and, you know, helping him to help or her to develop. Right. Because now what, what's your what's the thing that they love the most? Well, you, you killed it. Right. So remember, sports is, yeah, it's a lot of work, but it's it's also so supposed to be fun. It's also supposed to be something that they look forward to. They're not going to look forward to it every day because it's work. But the passion. Right. Which is what we were talking about earlier. That's what carries them through. And maybe it's like you said, maybe there's there's up there's times out there where a parent, oh, my kid wants to be a car racer. He wants to be an airplane jet fighter. That's his passion. You know, I, I can't afford, I can't afford my kids to be a car racer. You know, there, maybe, maybe there's other ways. Maybe you can get it started with go-karts or, or something and develop, develop those passions and use it another way. Cause I, I, what it hit me, what you said, like, yes, if you take that passion away from that child, you're putting a huge dent in there. there there's always a way there, there's got to be some way. And maybe, maybe they, you can't afford it or don't have the time for it, but maybe they're willing to do a little something extra to, to help support that or find a way to do it. What that'll cost less money or, you know, an, an alternative opportunity to let them do follow their passion that's not going to be as time consuming or as expensive. Absolutely. You know, and I like the the fight the fighter jet one and the the go-kart, you know, alternative to being a NASCAR race driver at five. Right. So it's one of those things where see if if, if they can build something. Right. And get them a couple books. And even if you don't know how to do it, just encouraging them to build little things together, you know, or volunteering or working out, you know, with, with somebody at the little auto shop. Here's a couple nuts and bolts. This is how you use this. And this is how you use that. We're buying them little things to just play with and tinker with. That's really how things get started. And you'd be surprised at, at the direction that they take on its own. It's kind of like, I might not be able to do this, but look at what I ended up doing instead, which is even better than what I thought I wanted to do. Right. Because sometimes you can't afford the the thing that your kid wants to do. Sometimes it's really out of reach. Ice skating. Oh, my God. Hockey. Jeez. Yes. And, and that's I think you hit the nail on the head there, too, because, yeah, if if that child is passionate about what they want to do, they will find a way. They will find a way to do it to a level that will feed their passions and will help them. Don't. If you can at all avoid shutting it off and, and turning, turning off that passion, do it because they will find a way. You have to be there to support them, give them a little pat on the back, say you're doing a good job, but 
if they are passionate about what they're doing, man, they will find a way. It's, there's nothing you're going to be able to do to stop them. Absolutely. Yeah, and besides shutting the door right on them. Yeah. And, you know, and this is probably a different podcast too, you know, where coaches don't realize and parents don't realize the little things that they might do to shut the door. Right. And enough of those doors getting shut over time, you know, that, that can put out a fire real quick. And so, and, and talking about how to spot that passion, you know, I can't wait for us to get into the, into the qualities that go into it. But yeah, I mean, this is, this is really important because sometimes we don't know how to develop passion. Sometimes we don't even know how to identify it. Two great points. And, and, and one was, yeah, any negative word like, oh yeah, you'll never be able to do that. You know, you're not even thinking about it as a parent. I've done it as, as a parent, you know, without thinking mm-hmm. about it and you think back later, like, oh, I shouldn't have put it that way, but oh yeah, you know, you'll never do that. It's, it's too hard or too expensive or way out of your league. Just something like that is enough to put out the flame and, and, and to kill it. And all you need to do is just be supportive, push them along, help them where they ask for help. Everything else they will figure out if they are that passionate in it. They will figure it out. And, and the second point you're talking about it is the levels of, of, of passion. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if they are that devoted into it, and, and this leads me on to one of our other points today is, is, you know, the difference, one, to me, one of the big differences becoming, between coming in first or second, you know, do we call it first place or the, the first loser? So it really is, is there's a big part of that is who, who's the most passionate, who's been willing to put the most into it, into their goal, getting there because of that passion. Yes, there's other things, there's talent, there's desire, determination, but in my world, passion controls the rest of them. If they want it bad enough through that passion, they will do everything else they need to do to get there. Absolutely. But I had a question for you. Now I'm going to play devil's advocate because you made a joke about my back and blown out earlier today. Go for it. My my question is, but what if they have all the talent and the determination and the passion and the skill set, and they still are the first loser, so to speak, because somebody else was just better or it was just unlucky for them that day? That's a great one. And I, I'm looking forward to answering it. And I'm telling you, the answer, the answer I'm going to give you is that person is the one who will not give up and he will work harder. He or she will work harder and harder and harder. They will figure out what their weaknesses are their, and, and work on those. They'll figure out what their strengths are. They'll watch that person that beat them and they will figure out what I got to do to be the best. And they will not give up. The guy with less passion will be like, ah, you know, second, second was okay. I worked hard to get there. I'm going to, I'm going to sell for second, but that, that best of the best, that Michael Jordan, you're talking about, you know, they, you know, the, the main story, Michael Jordan missed his varsity basketball team and, and didn't make the team just, and just take, took the whole rest of the year off the next year off and just went home and practice, practice, practice. And then. From then on, he developed his work ethic and his abilities and was unstoppable. That's what that passionate child that or athlete is going to be like, the guy who comes in second. And we all need to come in second every once in a while to keep us motivated and keep pushing us uh, to be even better. Yeah. 
And, you know, it's one of those things where the question that, I mean, and, and the reason I'm asking you all these questions in this podcast is because, you know, you, people don't know, but, you know, they're going to find out right now that, you know, you were a speed, you are a speed skating hall of famer, or you're inducted into the speed skating hall of fame. So you, you know, a little bit about passion. I know your story of growing up and, and how much passion you had. And I, I, I'm sitting here as a parent, as a referee, as an athlete, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, but Pat, what if you as a parent don't, don't know how to develop the passion? Like what, what should we look for? Cause you have a book coming out and I want people to, to be mindful of, of these kind of things. All right. So, you know, I have a question because I know that we're talking about passion, which is one of the character traits for athletes to have. I want you to talk about just kind of your personal experience with that. I mean, you're a Hall of Famer, like I said, you know, you coach, you're one of the coaches for Apollo Owner. Like, you, you know this stuff. Yeah, you know, it's one of the things I look back on my career and it's, it's something that I use to keep me going, you know, and, and so many times it's, and I was involved in the sport, speed, you know, short track speed skating, which was not a mainstream sport, got made mm -hmm. fun of in school. Cause like, oh, what do you do? You're, you're an ice skater. You're an ice dancer whatever, you know, other, you know, kids, kids have their thing, yeah. but you know, I, I didn't have support from school. It wasn't a school sport. It was it, not too many people did it. We had our world outside of sport, outside of the school. And, you know, I, I get this with some of the skaters I, I coach now and they're, their concern is like, Hey, you know, I, I, I'm in a sport that, uh, people don't understand. It's, it's, it, you know, you see it once every four years at, on the Olympics and that's it. And I don't have many friends because I'm going to practice over here on the weekends where they're going out and doing stuff, going to movies and, you know, and then they look at me like I'm different and I'm like, yeah, you know, the, these are things that some of the best athletes out there learn to deal with. And, you know, I've told them, so, you know, growing up like myself, it was, it was something that I had to use that kept me going. It, I could have gone out to the movies with friends or gone out and done things with them instead of going to bed earlier to get ready for a competition the next day or, or something. But there was that desire for me to be the best. I was never the best. I made it pretty good you know, I skated world championships at U.S. records, had some good results, but, you know, there were, there were other thoughts of flaws that I had that could have, could have been better. Passion was not one of them. I had, I had more passion than I knew what to do with. It kept me, it kept me, you know, while I'm in school, I'm, I'm thinking about, okay, what am I going to do at practice? And how many hours till we get to go to practice? And are my skates sharp? Or do I got to do this? Where, you know, I'm supposed to be concentrating in school. And it was, it was hard for me because I was passionate about something and, uh, going in one direction where like school was like, yeah. not paying attention yeah. there. So yeah. And it's something I explained to the kids. It was that you were so passionate about the sport. It's just like, ah, you know, I don't have ADHD or anything like that. I just, I'm really looking forward to skating. Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. I wanted to get back to what I enjoyed doing. I, I could have been on the ice all day, every day as a kid wow. and just racing. I wanted to go fast. I wanted to be better. I wanted to be the best. I, I just wanted to win. I loved winning mm -hmm. and I didn't do a whole lot of it back then. I was not that good. 
my brothers, both from a year, year younger, year older, used to beat me all the time. And it wasn't until later on in life where I kept working harder at it because of that passion mm-hmm. that, and they didn't, I eventually caught them and others and started winning state championships, national championships and things like oh. that. But that is a large part of what got me there. It really, it, in my heart, it, it forced me to learn how to do what was better, learn how to train better, learn how to train harder. You know, it, it forced me to find out what I needed to do to mm-hmm. get better. And it also sounds like it forced you to be organized and real grounded and present. Like I need to keep my finger on the pulse of a lot of things, school, practice, equipment, you know, my routine in terms of, you know, timing myself, like how do I measure my improvement? How do I decide, decide, you know, what I need to improve? Like you, you had to be super present in a lot of environments, except for when you were daydreaming about skating in the middle of algebra or something like that. But, you know, yes, <laughs> you had to be really self-reliant. And that, that's quite, that's quite remarkable for an adolescent. I, I think my parents would disagree with you, but you know, there, there were, there were, th- yes, when, when it came to this, when it came to that sport, yes, I was very organized and ready to go, but it, it did cause me to put it in front of other stuff that, you know, I should have been doing, but they knew how to use that to their advantage. They were like, all right, I'm taking your skates away until you mow the lawn or take out the garbage or do whatever it was that needed to be done. Oh, okay. So you were like a regular kid, but just a lot easier to redirect. There you go. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. And you did well with your classes and stuff. I made it through. <laughs> I'm going to claim that for the, another podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it, it'll, I'm like, how do I use that? How do I make yeah, that work? And it's funny because you bring some of that up. It's like, I know some of the, the top athletes that I've seen and or worked with that they don't have a whole lot of life outside their other sport. And I think they are misunderstood in their younger years. Yes, they're praised in their professional years when they're on the podium or they're winning for their team or whatever it is. But in their younger years, you know, people make fun of them or they're, they're not one of the normal kids who's out playing or doing whatever. They're focused on what they're doing and they're trying to get better at their thing. So a lot of top, top athletes don't have that normal upbringing and it is frustrating for them, but they, that passion is one of those things that helps carry them through it. Yeah. You know, my, my kids, you know, we did Taekwondo. That's how you and I met and track the 800 and soccer. And they have all done remarkably well. You know, they medaled at the uh, inaugural Youth Olympic Games in Singapore. They've won, you know, states for the 800. They've gotten their practical full, <laughs> full scholarship for college for soccer. And it, it's quite beautiful to see kids excel in something that they really enjoy and that they really love. But, you know, it, it to, to the point that we made a few moments ago, it does come at a cost and it does, you know, it does make it hard because if they're doing a sport and like, you know, soccer, of course, and, and track are different, but if it's like taekwondo or speed skating or something like that, you know, you don't have a, a ton of folks in, in high school doing that as a sport. So your friend group is quite limited. You know, your friends are more national, international. 
they're not very local in your high school and that can create a sense of loneliness. And that's something that we should probably talk about at some point, you know, how to help our athletes grow when they're part of a sport that, that might be a fringe sport, right? Might not be as popular. And you know, that's a, that's a great point. And it's something that just recently a couple of the top skaters that I've been working with have approached me about. And, you know, they're, they're like, Hey, you know, I don't have a life outside of the sport and, mm-hmm. and people don't understand me, as I mentioned. And, and as high school kids, they don't get it. They don't understand how to handle that. And it, and you know, it's a little frustrating. I just happened to, as I'm writing this book, I told you about, I, I asked a, f- a few Olympians that I had worked with to give me a few quotes of, of things that have helped them through their, their time and something they can really teach to someone else. And Julie Goskowitz Kuhn, she's a two-time Olympic, Olympic team, short track speed skater, just recently got back to me with this same topic. She said for, for her it was, she said, she called it a sacrifice. And she learned to sacrifice when her friends asked her to go out to the movies, her friends asked her to go out to a party, her friends would ask her to go out to do this. She's like, yeah, I really wanted to, but I knew where my purpose was, where my goal was, where my passion was. I, I knew I had to go, I had to go to bed early that night to get ready to perform at a competition the next day. It was hard at that time. But if, and this is how I explain it to these skaters I'm working with, is that they got so much more out of it. Julie talked about how she, she went on to make national teams. She went on to make Olympic teams. She went on to set U.S. records. She went on to tour the world with her sport. She made friends internationally that she still has today. The things that she had learned in sport on how to overcome, how to push yourself, how to meet a chase and meet a goal. These things have made her a prominent figure in business today. So she's dominating the business world because of some of these skills she has learned through her younger years, because of that passion she had in her sport, where a lot of people who don't discover that same passion never really figure out. So there, there's some benefits you reap later in life. And I guess the short answer to your, my long answer to your question was, yeah, the, and what I'm telling these skaters is you, you will use those skills that and those experiences you're developing now competing at a national, international level through your whole life. And it's going to take you so much further than going out for one evening with your friends and going to a movie and missing some time out with them. Yeah, I, and I agree. You and I, and I think most adults, right, will agree with that. And they know that to be true. The issue becomes, how do you convince a 13-year-old, a 16-year-old, a 17-year-old that to delay gratification, right? So, so they go, you know what, that party of the century, you know, I, I want to pass. Because <laughs> they're just like, it's the party of the century, 1999. I mean, we went, I lived in 2000, right? There's a pandemic, you know. And so how, how do we convince? you know, teenagers of that, especially when, you know, I might have international friends, but it's Saturday and I don't want to be in the house. I mean, and everybody's hanging out and talking and, you know, going to restaurants and stuff. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I think that comes down to what we're talking about today. It's, it's how much passion that child has for that sport 
or activity, whatever they're doing. It, you know, for for the kid who's really devoted and like, oh, I just want to be the best. I want to be the best. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. It's not going to take a whole lot for that parent to be like, hey, you know, maybe you need to stay in tonight and just rest because you have this competition tomorrow, this game tomorrow. The kid who's maybe not as passionate, a little more on the borderline. Hey, you know, I, I want to really want to go out with my friends. You know, I got, no, I got to compete tomorrow. I have a game tomorrow. He's going to be a little hard. He or she is going to be a little harder to convince. And, you know, that's where maybe it's going to take for them coming in second, third or fourth tomorrow because they went out with their friends to be like, oh man, I were not at my best today because I went out and had, had a good time with my friends. And if I, I, I'm okay with not being my best or damn it, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be there again. I want to win next time. And next time they make a different decision. And now we got to talk about the parents, right? The parents like, do you know how much we spend on airplane tickets? <laughs> <laughs> to come out here for you to, to find yourself. This was the family vacation. <laughs> and no. you've been, you know, pussyfooting around and partying all night long. And no, I mean, we've just spent $3,000 on airplane tickets, hotel, uniform, and getting you ready for this tournament. You know, those are the hard conversations, right? The, the the athlete is conflicted and torn between I need to 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 win or else my parents gonna be mad at me and I don't have the privilege of saying, well, maybe I need to lose. That's not an option because again, a lot of parents, you know, they'll they they turn these tournaments and these big trials, right? Whether it's Olympic trial or national teams or regionals or whatever, it it becomes a family affair because it's expensive. Good point. And, you know, I, I remember that conversation with my parents and, and this is what I would tell my kid, you know, if they're that passionate about that sport, that activity they want to do, they're going to help raise money, save money, whatever they can do to help that. My parents get yearly gave us that same speech and they said, Hey, you know, this is an expensive sport. We do. We drive you guys all the way, all, all over the country or fly you around the country for competitions. Just so you know, Christmas is going to be a little lighter this year because you got new skates and because we're going to nationals and because we're going here, because we're going there. That pair of shoes you got, that's the, that's the last pair you're getting this year. That, that jacket and hat you got, those that's that's your your present for the year. And, and as a kid, you know, talking about the passion levels, I was good with that. I'm like, that's fine. I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. If I had a different response, that's when that parent needs to think, all right, maybe this isn't, this isn't that thing for my child. Maybe they're still, still waiting to find their passion. There we go. And that's the point, right? I work with parents and they're just like, hey, I want my kid to be a soccer player. I want my kid to be a football player. I want my kid, right? And that's, you know, for those parents who are listening, that's the difference between, you know, a parent who is living vicariously through their kid and that's the parent's passion and compared to a, a kid who's like, oh, I really want to do this, right? So it's about who really wants the kid to do that thing. Is it the kid or is it the parent? Because if the parent's making all these sacrifices for something that the kid really isn't passionate about, then everybody's going to be frustrated and, and somebody's going to be let down more than someone else. And then the other person who's let down, it's going to be in a different way because they they are not actually doing something that they like. They're not even aware of what they might like to do, right? They're just doing something that they think would make their parent happy. So I encourage parents, you know, 
check yourself, you know, check inside. Is this something I want my kid to do? Or is this something that my kid really wants to do? Because that passion might be an indicator of one or the other or that lack of passion. I'm glad you brought this one up, Jenny, and we're going to follow this one through and we're going to call it a day. And then we're going to, we have so much more to cover on this topic. We're going to, we're going to go into it the next time, but I, I've just, I've talked about this one a lot and it, it gets me because so many times, and I, I call it the lifer kid. Okay. So it's the kid that's born and the, the parents say that say the dad's a big soccer player or, or hockey player, whatever the sport is. And the, the kid's growing up, you know, the first set of onesies a kid has when he's born has that, that team, dad's favorite team on it. And you're going to grow up. You're going to be on this team. You're going to be a hockey player. You're going to be a soccer player. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. So the kid's growing up the whole time thinking, yes, I'm, I'm going to be the best hockey player ever. You know, that's what my dad keeps telling me. <laughs> of course they ended up, they, they, they're starting at a young age. The parents have them playing whatever sport it is from the time they can walk or sometimes even before they can walk, they got a little hockey stick in their hand or they're kicking a soccer ball around. Yeah. And at some point, what was that? It's cute, by the way. You know, it's not like it's a bad thing. It's cute, you know. And you know what? And it's not bad that this kid is, this child is, is active and doing something and they're and learning coordination and they're learning skills. And, but, and they're starting at such a young age. So they're picking stuff up. But as soon as they start to get a little older and they, they're like, Hey, you know, this, this wasn't really what I wanted to do. It's, it's fun, but you know, they're, they're doing okay. And then as they start at this, at the young age, they're usually heads and tails above the other kids. And then the other kids, the passionate ones are coming up behind them and struggling and fighting and, and learning and, and pushing themselves to get better because they really want it. And I call it this lifer you know, that that's been growing up in the sport, they haven't developed that desire and, and that love for it. And they, they will get to the point where the other kids start passing them and they've never had to work that hard. And again, this doesn't happen in every situation, but it does happen a lot that that kid who was put into that sport through the parents just has never learned to work and, and push themselves through it. Like these, like these other kids and they, they fade out. And to your point exactly where parents, yes, check yourselves, make sure that this kid is passionate, is not passionate about what they're doing. It's not a blind passion that was given to them that they inherited from their parents. That's a great, great point. Yep. And I can't wait for us to finish this. I know we have to stop for today's episode of Tell Me Why, but I want to make sure that everyone knows to tune in because, you know, we have more than enough topics to cover sports and, and, and how to think about it and get yourself through it and become great and, and, and become your best, right? You're great. And sometimes that's going to look different for each person. So I just want to make sure that people remember to, to tune in for the, for the future episodes of, of Tell Me Why, because I, I think they're in a, it's something pretty amazing out of it for each person and it probably will be different but right and we welcome your comments feel free to add comments questions on our message board and we will get back to you next week we will be discussing we'll be continuing on with passion because again it's 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 a big one for me it's it's just it's something that i've seen out of the the top athletes out there this one 
ranks so high, so strong for for so many of these top goats out there, the the greatest of all time. The they have this, they have this to no end. Next yep. week we will start with passion and desire versus talent. And and I think there that's a big discussion area. And you know, talent is great. Though there's three strong things there. And I think it's gonna be another great discussion. I do too. I, I hope you guys tune in and of course download and make sure that you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss anything. And you know, you can listen to it and enjoy it at your at your leisure. We'll continue to bring you the six character traits of great athletes and discuss the whys about it and, and how to develop those traits within yourself. Jenny, thanks again for joining me today on this. It's been a great conversation. And podcast listeners out there, feel free to add your comments and subscribe. And we look forward to seeing you next week. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one.